You would have had to have been living under a rock for quite a while not to notice the strident cacophony of discordant voices shredding the air these days. It makes us sad, angry, confused, worried, unsure of things we once took for granted. Best friends and close family members see reality through radically different lenses and source facts from different universes. Cognitive dissonance can feed a sense of insanity and hopelessness, but it can also shake up things for good. So I want to try to help by addressing the elephant in the room. I want to talk about voices driving the conversations and the responsibility of successful voices, including yours and mine. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. So, what is a successful voice? It's simply a voice that is listened to. This can be the voice of someone who is singing in front of thousands of audience members in an amphitheater, talking on camera to all those watching the TV show or YouTube channel, writing a song that will be heard publicly, speaking in front of a boardroom, congregation, or classroom, singing or talking to a child or a friend, or posting on social media. So if someone is listening to you, your voice is successful. How do you know someone's listening? They'll respond or react, and this can be overtly, silently, psychologically, verbally, or non-verbally with nonverbal body language. This makes you an influencer. I want to give you what I hope is a very sobering thought. An influencer bears responsibility for the responses to their messages. In other words, what your voice sets in motion is something you started. For this post, I'm going to get really real with a deep concern I have for vocal responsibility, or the lack thereof. I want to suggest that we think twice, or maybe a hundred times, before we speak, sing, or write, and before we believe or buy into what someone else speaks, sings, or writes. Okay, I want to talk about the voice's why. The voice can be very, very powerful. It can heal, destroy, inspire, shut down, mislead, correct change one's mind, or redirect the trajectory of the whole world in tremendous ways, for the better or worse. It's a slippery slope to unintended harm when we don't realize what's really driving us and our messages. If we want to be on the side of the angels, our voice's core why needs to be consciously and intentionally about far more than money, fame, or power. Geez, this sounds so enlightened, ethical, and logical, right? So why is the world full of voices with messages of hate, meanness, deception, gender bashing, cluelessness, and other directed harm? I mean, have you heard certain songs that encourage murder? I have. Rape? Suicide? Watched any polarizing political speeches spouting lies? 
seen any senseless rioting and violence sabotaging peaceful protests? Read any hateful social media posts and comments? Have you ever been the victim of an internet troll? Perhaps it would be a good idea to consider what's driving these voices of darkness and damage. Okay, here are three big reasons I see for vocal malpractice, and they are fear, greed, and misinformation. I want to talk about each one of them. Fear. When fear is the driver, the voice chooses messages that are self-serving, vengeful, depressing, even violent. Any of us, any of us can slip into this almost unaware. Fear of the unknown, fear of the other, fear of not having enough, fear of being hurt and of not being safe, fear of not being loved, not being considered valid or significant. The next one, greed. You know, a healthy dose of competitiveness can make one strive to do and be better. But taken to the extreme, it can lead to a narcissistic, self-serving life devoid of empathy for others. When the goal of what we do is to make as much money, gain as much fame, or lord as much power over others as we can, our voices will be willing to deliver any kind of message it takes to accomplish that, no matter who or what it hurts. Turning people against each other is a time-honored strategy of the power-hungry demagogue who seeks to divide and conquer. It's a transactional game of winner-take-all. And the third reason for vocal malpractice, misinformation. In the world of soundbites and viral social media, it's incredibly easy to anchor our opinions on misinformation and then to use our voices to unknowingly spread half-truths, hoaxes, and lies. I'm very sorry to say that I've shared these stories that I later found were totally fabricated. When we realize our mistake, we can try to send corrections, and we should, but just putting the false material out there can allow it to spread like a garden weed given sunlight and water. So let's turn now to some pros and cons of ways that we try to be vocally responsible. The first one, research and sharing. The con, we need to be very careful to do due diligence when it comes to sources that we research for facts and things we share as fact. Some sources of information are really toxic wells of lies, such as the conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. For fame, he spread the lie that the Sandy Hook massacre of elementary children was a hoax and that their parents were in on it. How cruel can a human being get? For me, that has poisoned the podcast voice of Joe Rogan, who chose to illuminate Joan's voice by having him on as a guest. Rogan has tons of listeners. Rogan is responsible for airing the voices of his guests. This one permanently lost him my listening ear. I put QAnon conspiracies in the same toxic category. Here's the pro for research and sharing. We all need to look deeper than the sources that just reinforce what we want to believe is true. So we need to research. 
the larger and more accurate truth is often found in the middle of several sources. So listening with an open mind to the other side of a viewpoint can reinforce or change our views for the better. And as any good detective series is going to show, it's never a bad idea to change your mind when it's based on new evidence. The next way that we try to be vocally responsible is ranting. Hmm. The con is probably obvious. This is often a narcissistic sounding of my not-so-humble opinion. It might make me feel good to get it out, but if it does nothing to change anyone's mind, it's best to just write it down and get it out of your heart and then burn it. The pro of ranting is that sometimes a rant is just the thing to call attention to truly bad situations and behavior in a way that does change them. The next way we try to be vocally responsible, shaming. The con is that calling people out rarely does anything but drive them farther away from your viewpoint. I found a great article written by Professor Loretta J. Ross where she suggests calling people in instead of out, and I'll leave a link to that article in the notes. I've always said that the magnet is more powerful than the blowhard. The pro of shaming, and yes, it does have a pro side. Shaming corporations and politicians sometimes does create enough bad publicity for them that they correct what they're doing, if not for anything other than self-interest. And another way we try to be vocally responsible is giving up. The con is, of course, if we just stick our heads in the sand and pretend everything's fine when it's not, instead of summoning the courage to speak when we need to, we lose our chance to make a difference. The pro, and yes, there's a pro side to giving up. Silence can sometimes be a healing balm when the fire of conversation gets too hot. So here's how I think we can be more responsible in a more effective way. Get to the core of our why. Why are we motivated to send our messages? Do I need to rant my truth to satisfy my ego and my need to control things no matter what the result? Or do I want to influence thought and action to make the world a better place? If your why makes you want to be an influencer for the good, then I invite you to consider the following four things that you're going to need to be successful. First, you're going to need the truth. Find out what is true. Don't just research the like-minded material that you want to be true. Check out what the other side is saying and why they're saying it. Don't listen to morons or crooks but do listen to people who see things differently. Number two, you're going to need courage. Choose to be courageous. And I believe we all know when we should speak up and speak the truth, even and especially when it costs us. Be willing to lose. You'll be in good company. Jesus, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, and we probably won't be risking nearly that much. The third thing you'll need is understanding. Understand those to whom you're communicating. Ask yourself how you can craft your words or lyrics so your audience can best hear it and possibly be swayed by it. How can you be an example 
and encourage others to be both brave and wise. And the fourth thing we're going to need is listening. After you share your view, really listen to the responses and the replies. In Native American culture, there's a tradition called the talking circle. A talking stick is passed to whoever wishes to talk, and everyone else looks down and listens in silence. This creates the opportunity to discuss, challenge a viewpoint, learn new information, and come to a much wiser consensus than voices just yelling over each other to prove their point, or blindly accepting the views of someone that demands total control and obedience. I'd love to see this concept take hold in more face-to-face meetings between people. It can be chats over webcam, true. But unfortunately, social media is too often where we speak without listening and where we listen without verifying what's true. Here are some thoughts for influencers with large platforms. When you have a lot of listeners, you have a lot of responsibility. Take it seriously. Whether you're an artist, songwriter, public speaker, podcaster, minister, teacher, or business person, look closer at what you're sending out. Does it really match your value system? What does it illuminate or encourage? When you address dark issues or subjects, do you try to bring them into the light or some resolution? Again, ask yourself what you want your influence to do. What kind of responses do you want to get? I'm happy to say that there are some truly great voices out there making a difference on a grand scale. One of them is Dolly Parton. She could just sing her country standards before her worshiping fans and enjoy her legendary career success with a glass of wine. But instead, she courageously and empathetically decided to use her influence to champion great causes, create charitable foundations, and donate millions to worthy charities, including many that benefit the people of her beloved Appalachia. Dolly Parton's singing, speaking, and songwriting voice have made a huge difference to many lives for years. And I'll leave a link to the article in Billboard called The Timeline of Dolly's Good Deeds. It's amazing. Doing an internet search for celebrities who support charities will bring up long lists of them. But the world needs us all. Using our voices and platforms to make the world a better place is really the only way our voices are truly and eternally valuable. So we need to do it. I'd like to wrap this up by asking you some questions. Has this post challenged you or turned any light bulbs on about how and why you should use your singing, speaking, and writing voice? How can we help each other? I believe, as the title of my friend Mark Elliott Single says, that as a community of good hearts, we need to have a long talk. I hereby pass you the talking stick. Go ahead. I'm listening. This is Judy Rodman. You can always find me at judyrodman.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you come back for next episode of All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.